0: Hello? It's Wednesday, September 29th. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes on this glorious day. Week 4 is on the horizon and we have incredible conversations with Chuck Pagano, Spice Adams, A.J. Hawk is here, and all the boys have quite a day. And Adele's hello is probably going to be saying a few times during this show and shows going forward in incredible anticipation of our Sunday night football matchup between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Sunday Night Football made an incredible video promoting it with that song on it. And once you start listening to the words, it is eerily similar to the situation between Tom and Bill. Now that there's a book coming out, we'll talk all about that and more. Uh, if you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's go. Wednesday in the season, so there's obviously a lot of reaction to Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. We are very grateful and thankful for all of it. I can't wait to dive into the conversation that was had about the conversation that we had with Aaron Rodgers. It's obviously something that moves the needle because Aaron Rodgers, the reigning MVP, is one of the most interesting humans on Earth. and He's also one of the most skilled humans on Earth, so anything he says or does is going to get reacted to. So now we should react to the reactions, you see. Uh, A.J. Hawk will join us in the next hour, as will... Spice Adam.
1: Whoa. Let's go. What?
0: Yeah, he's within the next hour. AJ Hawks in the next hour. Okay. And then, obviously, Chuck Pagano as well in the next hour. But Spice Adam's back on the show. Yeah. Cannot wait to chat Hell with that yeah. man. Love that man. Thoroughly entertained by that man. Love watching him uh, and Chuck and Cream Biggums and everybody succeed and go to the top via social media and being an independent workhorse hosting uh, the great British Bake Off, I yep. believe. Uh-huh. And he's show. Yeah. Love that show, by the way. We'll watch Late Night. That's a good Fall Asleep to yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great Fall Asleep to show. Absolutely crushed it. Can't wait to chat with him because the Chicago Bears are in a conversation because allegedly they're going to be moving to Arlington. Oh. And it's not just what? because this Bears team wants to move to Arlington and this ownership wants to move to Arlington. It's because on <laughs> George's, George Hallis. George Hallis, mm, yes. On George Hallis, the Love man it. who is beloved by every Chicago Everyone Bear fan. Him, yeah. So his... Can now yes. run this thing, right? Yep. His family had down, run this thing. So what they came out and said is that, hey, this is what George wanted to do. This is what George wanted on his dying days. Mm-hmm. George Hallis said, we need to get the fuck out of Chicago, off the lake, and we need to get into Arlington Park. And that is now- it was his be, last vision. It was oh, his that. last vision, Zito and the wow. Bears fans were told today, which I'm sure- I'm sure that's Definitely. 100% true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. 100% sure uh, that that is what oh, happened. We need it? <laughs> yeah, we I mean, we weren't you know, there. Okay, we were nope. not on George Hallace's Dying Fresh Days conversation. Fresh we were not there. So we're not 100% sure. We're just telling you. Allegedly, he wanted them to move to Arlington long ago. Now here we are years and years later, and they're finally making it happen. So congrats to the Bears on yeah. finally fulfilling George Hallis' George Hallis's final wish of moving to Arlington.
2: Incredible.
3: <laughs> Thank you,
0: George.
4: Congratulations. To make Congratulations. That hey, what a yeah. way to word that.
0: What a way to yeah. word that announcement. By
4: the way, probably real.
0: Okay oh, yeah, yeah. He drew the
4: blueprints up on his deathbed actually But it is going to be better
0: for Bears fans. Yeah. Right? It Believe it, it or not. I, now, the city of Chicago, I got a chance to experience it a uh, couple weeks ago with my wife. It was that was my first time I ever did Chicago like uh I had gone up to chicago before for a birthday party for a teammate and we just yeah you know i just shut her down yeah. for about 24 yeah. hours straight saw a cubs game at wrigley i oh, yeah. uh, saw that there was no jumbotron so we couldn't even see if the no, umpire no, now do. you do that's awesome yeah. so i was Upgrade. my wrigley yeah. <laughs> didn't even have that and i went to a club but this I, I went and did chicago with my wife and walked around and saw beautiful city beautiful. i mean oh, yeah. it is incredible the number two in the world people forget
5: did you see the willis tower
0: Oh shut up! I dude. did. I did walk past the formerly known Sears Tower there. Oh, right? Nice, yeah. still is. Well, I agree, but on the on the building, it does say Willis well, on yeah. it right Changed now. I think name. they knocked that off. Every okay. Chicago and every day. Just- anyway, Chicago's beautiful. Yeah. But being able to move it to somewhere that the ownership can build around it, and there's probably going to be hotels and casinos, like things you've seen in New England and Dallas. There's going to be an entire like Bears Village, I think, in Arlington Park that was nowhere near available in the uh, beautiful city of Chicago. So this seems, what's well, going to be, like 2033, though, or something yeah. like that, right? Mm, this yeah. is a long time away still. Well, yeah, so like basically, like after seeing SoFi, how, how can we not want this, right? Yes, you have to have space. If you own space, like SoFi, obviously I think it was like six billion or eight billion dollars. Eight billion dollars, six billion dollars over budget. Yeah, Mm -hmm. two was the original. I don't know how they looked at the design of that thing, and off (laughs) we're off six billion dollars. But hey, money doesn't matter. No, no,
4: it doesn't. Money doesn't matter at all. Hey,
0: now you do need money for. To, other money to buy other money <laughs> that is decentralized money but money right now is potentially just who games monopoly money mm-hmm. i mean how we are not the show to get into this no <laughs> nobody's thinking to themselves you know what we want to hear these sports stooges yeah, talk do. about what's going on but honestly how is that even real how is this even real money there it can't be anyways if you see sofi though that is Six billion dollars over budget that uh, Stan Kroenke, who's also being uh, sued for multiple billions of dollars mm -hmm. in St. Louis for the exit there. Yeah. That stadium's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Everything's in 8K. It looks like it's an entire celebration. All the suites. He talked about all the suites. Austin Eckler said it's amazing to see all the suites in there. And Matthew Stafford even talked about it. I think on the Manningcast he got to walk around it. It's like that's the right idea. Get suites where people have TVs where they can watch other games and have good internet, and you can just charge group prices. Like it, it's it's not just like how beautiful it looks on the outside. It's also like they're trying to save. I think live events as well. Like how do we get people continuing to go to games with the incredible alternatives? They're are available for people. Now, I understand that going out and doing something is awesome, but I feel I feel like the NFL and sports in general have had a fear for a long time on how they're gonna continue to keep people coming to games if their teams aren't necessarily great. So like everybody knows that good teams and great, you know, fan bases are gonna have, you know, their place is gonna be sold out. That's how it's gonna be. Yeah. But there are some places that it very much depends on how good the team is, on what the ticket is gonna look like. For instance, Pittsburgh Pirates who somehow won over they have yes. em- they have an- they won over 58 and a half yeah Bucket,
4: not enough. as you all thought <laughs> but there was,
0: there was there was nobody in the goddamn stands <laughs> right so I think like a lot of people that are building these stadiums have to think about how do we get people to continue to want to come and hang out and make this like a, a thing to do regardless of the city we're in when and if our team when or if our team becomes not that great if we know the world and I think like SoFi, they knew in LA that nobody knows if they're Chargers or Rams fan. I mean I'm sure there are some people that are diehard either way but it being an attraction is a big deal like in Las Vegas them having bottle service and everything, yeah. Like, yeah. it being an attraction is a big deal so and, and let alone the internet that you have to have nowadays in these places like, uh, just because people have to the access to things you have to give people nowadays I mean it, we are turning into a people are going to have to reshape and redo their stadium and their live experience some cities there's going to be throwback cities I'm not saying everywhere but we're seeing that as a generational turn as well and Arlington Park allows Chicago to build the Bears organization to not only fulfill George Halas's dream, obviously you, that's real, but also build out something massive with a, a casino probably going to be attached to that thing in a oh, hotel. God. It's an attraction. It's mm-hmm. like keep coming and come enjoy. It's almost like a museum. Green mm-hmm. Bay does an incredible job of this and uh, I think that's the next big business thing. $120 million or something like that was made in oh, landscape estate estate investments invest no nah, was it real estate or investments whatever from green bay yeah yeah something or something like that yeah but anyways their real estate or their area yeah. around them investments or whatever it was through the roof and i yeah. think it's because every weekend whenever there's a game in lambo all the packers fans travel there they go to the museum they stay in the hotels that they own they eat at the bars and restaurants that they own on the property and they go to the museum that costs tickets and they buy merch from there it's just like basically a full to-do almost and i think a lot of teams are going to try to get that Tone digs you. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. Well, I'm,
6: it's it makes great business sense, but it's going to be sad because the Chicago Bears are going to have an indoor stadium, but they're going to do it so they can get the Super Bowl and stuff like that. I assume.
0: Yeah, Windy City is real shame. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, I would like to let everybody know that I've been on the record publicly, and as has Adam Vinatieri, every single stadium should be a dome, and every single every single one. Yep. Every, if we have the opportunity to make this thing. 71 degrees in sunny with perfect grass why aren't we doing it it's billions of dollars let's do it then you hear my family members Oh, that ain't football
6: huh (laughs) that ain't
0: football and now me and Vinatieri who come from two I think like football loving families you know they call us soft obviously Mm -hmm. obviously a punter kicker don't want any fucking what you want to have a little adversity. You uh, yeah, yeah. soft. You, you don't want any wind. Oh, <laughs> dumb guy. Of course. It's like, but also, how come we have, when the games matter the most at the end of the season, we have to deal with the most shitty of football because the yeah. weather is just so terrible. Now- It is a mess. I love watching it as a fan. Snow games are awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, I absolutely enjoy the hell out of that. But nobody likes it when the wind is 40 miles an hour. Maybe a defense likes it. But other than the 11 people on the field and sideline and everything like that, there's no fan that's like, oh, I love whenever a quarterback can't complete a pass. Like, There's nobody saying that, let alone the kickers and punters' lives being, you know, Pretty high anxiety. Yeah, mm. sure. Yeah, you know, uh, pretty stressful. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty nerve wracking, and also just hit or miss. But I'm not just saying it from a personal, selfish standpoint for the brand. I'm saying 75 and sunny with the greatest athletes on earth flying around at all times in the biggest moments. I think that is something that we we could potentially dream of. You know, I don't I don't know if Pittsburgh's ever going to put a no. dome Never. over Heinz Field. No Never. And I would have thought that Chicago because. You know, that's like a part of it. They used to have yeah. higher Wires. grass. They used to have longer grass to slow teams down. Like, that was a whole part of I playing actually saw Chicago. actually early plans, and they're going to pump in wind into the dome. Oh, good. That's so, what like, the Colts did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what <laughs> the Colts did. So, crack a window. You just open the window. Yeah, you take the roof off, just and then you the just, just drop in. one window, <laughs> you know, so that that wind can really just come in and catch itself <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? And then it just flies around. It's great. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah, you get to kick in a dome, though. Yeah when Jim Irsay decides it's a dome. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, guess what? It's a fucking windsock, And he dude. loves opening that. Loves it. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Show Does it he off. get to press the button himself? Probably. I, I don't assume, know. So. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I, I hope that there is like a little launch thing in his...
6: Oh, like a nuclear football?
0: Because they... The funny story about that uh, thing is the roof being able to open is they pitched because Indiana weather is absurd. So it's always windy here. So like, for people that don't live in necessarily very gusty, windy cities or whatever, it is always windy in Indiana because it's so flat here. So it's literally just always windy. So that means weather comes and goes quickly. Like, it, And I'm sure this is in a lot of states. Like, hey, if you don't like the weather, just wait 15 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever. But the decision for the, the roof being closed had to be made like 90 minutes before the game started or something like that. And uh, Jim was obviously very pumped that he could do this. This was a big deal. So a couple days, a couple games would go by, and he would have to have the thing closed. But then that initial storm that maybe was coming through 90 minutes before would blow through, Like and then 30 minutes before game, it would become sun. It would be a perfect day, basically, and had to have the thing closed. And I think Jim was like, brother, we gotta fight. what are we doing? So they actually pitched to the NFL to be able to open the roof at halftime. So it had to be an entire rule that had to be made. Like there had to be something because it could have been competitive advantage and everything like that. But it was because of weather. First time they did it, the, they passed the rule. The first time they did it, they said, yeah, you can open at halftime if the weather permits or whatever. First time they do it, they open it, a fucking bolt falls from the, from the roof, hit somebody. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously that had to get handled behind <laughs> right. the scenes. Uh-huh. But it was one of those things where I think like, Jim and everybody was right. Like we should be able to open this toy that you have. I mean, it's a real shame if you can't. You know, as a punter kicker, mm-hmm. because it becomes one of the windiest places in the NFL whenever that happens. Because you're just catching the Indiana wind and literally just throwing it back, so you hit it twice. So instead of one wind gust, you actually get two of them because it's coming in and then that son of a bitch is going back out. <laughs> so that was a that was a situation where I felt like Jim made the right decision there, being able to get it in just just one. One loose nut. Just, oh, ah, yeah. Take the whole yeah. thing that. down. Yeah, it can't happen. I don't think they're allowed to do it anymore. Or maybe they were able to get past it. They had to pass a bunch of inspections. But that thing starts, bah, bah, oh. when that thing opens, it's like, it's a big deal. I mean, it's the entire place going. Maybe you guys will have that. Maybe you guys will have the grass that walks itself outside. Oh, like yeah. that'd be cool. Like in Phoenix yeah. and in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is basically, I don't want to say basically the same because the outside is designed, but the way you got into that uh, stadium was very similar to how the Cardinals you get into the stadium because they have that big open mm-hmm. area where the field has to come out. Yeah. Las Vegas did the same exact thing. Maybe you guys will do that. Maybe you guys will just take a bunch of shit from everybody's stadium that's yeah. already been built and make have something the awesome. Stadium ever? That's I mean, sh- mm-hmm. Chicago is beautiful city. Awesome. It is, but you guys are going to be nowhere near there, right? It's forty-five minutes away. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, with traffic, an hour. Yeah,
0: yeah Easy it's, it's on close, the train, close to the metro. Yeah. Oh, and is Elon Musk still building the uh, underground? The oh yeah. 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 yeah, It
4: goes to the airport though, doesn't it? <laughs>
3: Is that it's near the airport in
0: or the no? City. That would be going to the airport. The Arlington. Elon's thing. Uh, the Mustang was. Yeah, yeah can't he just have Elon, hey, take that little dozer oh, thing and drop just, just <laughs> right to the stadium?
6: That's not a bad idea, yeah.
2: The players should be on the field when it moves into the stadium. <laughs> awesome. on an
4: electric introduction. Enter
6: yeah. Bears. <laughs>
3: Exit
0: <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, man. Congrats. I don't know. Are Bears fans happy about this or no? They, they just want Nagy fired. That's Right now, that's all I, <laughs> I, I bet you the Bears did this just to cover the Nagy stuff. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Really Stay, that's 12 years from now. All right? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to figure out right now. Uh, it's awesome. Nagy, there were some people going to bat for him last night on the Internet. Uh, we'll talk to Spice Adams, obviously Chicago Bear legend. Uh, he was ranked, I think, the 101st best Chicago Bear of all time. Yeah. Oh, I think because they had a top 100 or something oh. like that, and he, uh, I think he hosted it or whatever. Hey, that was a whatever the case, Chicago Bear legend. We'll talk to him all about that. Yep. There's there's other drama to be chatting about as well right now, and it all revolves around at Boston Connor's mm-hmm. team. And I say this as a friend. I hope you view me as absolutely. You can't, you can't be this beat up about what's what's going on this oh, Sunday. Oh, you can't. I can't. People watching and listening, I want to let you know, at Boston Connor has been a different human this week. It is, and this is not just it's a, a gimmick. Week. This is not just on air. You're talking about our guy, our man here seems so bummed right now. Yeah. Doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Why? Why are you so bummed? This is a celebration. This is a one last time getting a chance to look back at all the great times. This is one last time, you know, to see Tom Brady play in Foxborough. This is one last time to really take the trip around the old nostalgia lane and come all the way back home. And I understand that there's a chance that you're going to hear
3: Hello from the
0: other side I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for
3: everything that
0: I've done, but you can't be home anymore. Hello, brother. I know you're going to hear that a lot this week because it is eerily similar to the situation happening with Tom and Bill Belichick. Now that this book, uh, Better to be Feared or something like that from Mm -hmm. Seth Wickersham, ESPN senior writer, is coming out. And there's stories coming out that Tom just wanted to have a face-to-face convo with Bill on his way out. One last time. And Bill just wasn't home anymore.
2: Apparently he has spoken on that and that's not true. From Belichick, at least. Oh, really? Yeah. So this book is full of games. Some of it. We don't know. I mean, there was no Brady, Kraft, or Bill real quotes or interviews from this book. So it's all outside sources related to those books.
0: Okay. So the book is called Better to Be Feared? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Better to Be Feared. Something to Be Feared. Seth Wickersham. Yeah. And original quotes were coming out from this book, like I think last week, maybe, mm-hmm. that... Um, like maybe Tom is going to look bad in this. Like I thought potentially this was going to be a P- Tom is going to look bad in this yeah. book type book. And Seth actually uh, reached out to me to come on the show and talk about it. And I di- I didn't answer. I didn't say anything because I didn't know him and I didn't know what the book was going to be about. And because I thought it was going to be a- an anti-Tom book, and I was like, well, I'm not going to become a place that's like a you know anti any yeah. player place. <laughs> that's that's not what our show is. But we will talk about the book. That's kind of how I felt about it, you know, in this whole thing. Now there's more stories coming out that. You know, allegedly at a conference in Denver before having to travel to Detroit, uh, Kraft was quoted by some of his peers anonymously that he said, I wish I could be here with like the most brilliant minds on earth learning things. Instead, I have to go to Detroit and be with the biggest fucking asshole of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Belichick. <laughs> That's insane. I never, I mean, all these sources, they're coming from places like. Ale- Allegedly, there was a meeting in Robert Kraft's office where something was said disparaging about Bill, I think, or something like that. And literally, if you're Robert Kraft, you know who that is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Afton, right away. Unless he's having a party of 50 in his office to talk about very serious things yeah. and they're anonymous to the book. We're going to know and learn who these people all are, right? And if they allegedly we're getting great sources and great inside information that allegedly Roger Goodell and Bill Belichick met at an airport hangar in in, in in Foxborough or in Massachusetts one time to talk about rules changes and all this shit. I mean, there's a lot that's about to come out from this book. I think we're about to learn about the last 20 years. And if you're a Patriots fan, I, I can see why you're potentially a little torn. Because not only are you Staring down. Hello. No, I'm not doing it again. (laughs) Please, it's broken your heart because uh, I've already watched the video fucking fifty thousand times. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we need to keep out of it. Maybe you just need to keep your brain out of that. Oh yeah,
2: you guys are helping me do that. that, We do feel bad. I appreciate that.
0: But it has to be a tough week. I mean, you're staring down. You know, the Goat Bowl. Julian Edelman mm-hmm. termed that on Paramount Plus for Inside the NFL. Is anybody watching that?
4: Selling t shirts. I used no. to
0: love that show.
4: I know. It was great when it was on show. And I was
0: very excited when Julian Edelman was getting on that show. And now I don't even know where the fuck it is. Paramount Plus? I yeah. guess. That's it's, a thing. Well, that's I, a thing.
4: I'm sure Diggs is the only person in the United States who has Paramount Plus.
0: I love the show, though. Like, I. I will go watch. I like Brandon Marshall's yep. on yeah. there. Uh, Sims is on there, yep. I believe. Julian Edelman's on there as well. Ray Lewis was on there, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. he was.
4: I think he still pops on time to time.
0: That's a good show. Yeah. I like that show. They swear on that show. They're oh, very yeah.
4: relaxed on that show. have all the mic'd up stuff from the week. It's a good show. They great have access
0: show. to everything. It's a great show. Yeah. It's on Paramount Plus now, so we got to start watching that. Obviously, we'll figure out what the fuck a Paramount Plus is, and then we'll go ahead and dive into that. How does that happen? I don't know. How, why do they do that? Paramount Plus is probably awesome. He turned it to Goat Bowl, though, Julian mm-hmm. Edmond, who we we're big fans of, and everybody else on that show, obviously. But he turned it the Goat Bowl. And then once you start thinking about it, it is, right? And this is going to go down as a big conversation piece forever, I think, it, yeah. especially with how much it was made out of it last year, and especially during the exit and the turmoil, and then you know, the quotes of the Johnny fucking Foxborough and all this stuff. I, it's so interesting because this is the most successful run in the history of professional sports at the highest level in the biggest league in, you know, I mean, everybody in the NFL will say the most difficult league to win in because so much has to go your way and there's so much physicality and there's so much risk in every single game and play and everything like that. So, But the dominance that they showed, the Patriots, was something that everybody wished that their team had. And also, with all the asterisks that attended and popped up, that a majority of them are bullshit. It it just added to the entire thing. And now as a Patriots fan, you kind of have to live... With all of that crashing down in like seven days. Is that why you are currently so bummed about it? Is that what's going on? Or what, why are why are Patriots fans, are you representing all Patriots fans, like very bummed about the weekend? Uh,
2: I think there's some split. I think I'm bummed because we're going to be one in fucking three and our team is not going to be good. I mean, this stuff, like this book, I feel like we've been hearing stuff like this for the past two years. It's not really Anything that new. I mean, Kraft saying Belichick's the biggest fucking asshole in my life is hysterical, I think. Bill O'Brien trying to get fired from the Texans ended up getting promoted and saying, Son of a bitch, I was just trying to get out of this place. This guy's go.
0: making actual bad decisions on purpose. <laughs> yeah, just to leak <laughs> and to they, get out. And, and they are promoting him to every role yes. on the team. This guy's the Houston Texans <laughs> have to be so fucking thankful that Coach Dave and Nick Casario are uh-huh. there. Yeah. I mean, what the hell was potentially going on down there? Bill O'Brien – now, this is all alleged. Bill O'Brien, now the offense coordinator for the Alabama football team. That's right. And they are beating the fuck out of everybody, by Mm -hmm. the way. If you are wondering, they are very efficient on the offense. He was allegedly – via a source for Seth Wick – he was allegedly trying to get fired out of Houston so that he could secede Bill Mm -hmm. as the Patriots' next head coach. Yep. And instead of doing that, he got the GM role. He got the head salary cap role. Yep. He got the H&R role. Lead yep. contract. I think he got a lead counsel yeah, role. Co- yeah. uh, he got, um, I do believe he was marketing yeah, uh, exec he he as was. well. He's, he's running the Twitter. He, he was GM, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's running the Twitter accounts. Didn't get the chaplain, though. No. Could not get the FCA role. No way. They already had the top dog at that position. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's actually the top dog's right-hand man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The top dog would be... JC himself. Jesus Christ. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But his right-hand man, Jack Easterby, you know what I mean? That's who they had at that role. And you would have thought with him there, maybe he could sense out that they, this guy seems to be trying to tank our team. Mm-hmm. But he's probably just all praying for. Him. Yeah, No, he's exactly. locked in on God. Yeah, he's so positive. No, he couldn't be trying to do that to us. And then he read this book, and like, devil works in mysterious ways. <laughs> the guy was trying to take us down. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> do they call people assholes, like those super religious people? Like, not assholes, obviously, they wouldn't say that. But do they say, like, oh, that's a scumbag. I think devil.
6: You're being a real Judas. Uh, yeah.
0: That, that is a... pilot. They say that in the Catholic community and mm-hmm. the super religious mu- community.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of Catholics swear, and if you're Catholic and you're saying you don't swear, then that you're full of shit. Yeah, but what about like the Jack Easterbys of the world? Like I would say he's a big oh, you you Judas really? Oh yeah, is that like the worst thing you could say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, just just straight about. Jesus. What you did Judas do? you Judas... drop the
5: full name, like Judas Iscariot, that's. All right, I'm doing that on
0: SmackDown. What's are
4: fighting words? I gotta do that on
0: SmackDown for sure. Somebody was, somebody looked him in the eye like he was Judas Iscariot? Judas what? of <laughs> Iscariot. Who? Judas of Iscariot, yeah. Judas <laughs> of Iscariot. This guy, guy? Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. This guy, pff,
6: terrible. Yeah. Judas of Iscariot. Kane wasn't great either. I believe he was the first murderer. Cain mm-hmm.
4: killed his brother. He's the
0: mayor of Knox <laughs> County.
4: A big red machine. <laughs> oh yeah, Knocked yeah, dude.
0: Kane.
6: Is Cain of Cain and Abel. All
0: right, let's get to a break. That's
6: like Glenn Jacobs though.
0: Yeah, he's right. the mayor. Yeah. okay. He gave uh, Bianca Belair a key to the county the other
1: day. Really?
0: Yeah, it was big fucking key, Huge. dude. Wow, get in any door. Wow, it That's works it. in every keyhole in the county. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, Knoxville, I guess it runs as its own entity. And then it, Knoxville is in Knox County, though. It's like a D.C. type situation. Okay. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know if the key works in the city. We are necessarily in Knoxville. But if you go outside Knoxville city right. limits, Parts. she could get into any house, farm, barn. Wow. What? Time. What? Bank. What? what? The vault in the bank. Wow And that's where I think she should go. Smart. Uh-huh. That's what they gave you, key Accounting For that's the point. That's right. Why are you, are you a user or not? It's my money now.
6: I just can't believe you guys came to Paramount Plus like
0: that. You are
6: the only what person is it? I know. What's that on there? Uh, any CBS football game? Any CBS yeah. SEC game? Uh, any CBS show? Why is it called Paramount? And of course Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Uh huh. That's why. Champions League's on there. Burn notice.
0: Champions League's on Paramount Plus. Wow. I did not know. The that. Phone. Who, who's is anybody other than you telling anybody?
6: I, I, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> Actually, your show's on there. Bull. No, we
4: can't not do that anymore. Anymore. That's not my show. Bull no, no.
0: Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick
1: yeah. oh <laughs> here we go
0: <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy okay <laughs> that was oh, i think they're going in a different direction so let's go back a sentence or two okay okay when you when the moment comes you want to be ready Hell That's yeah. true, yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. and guess what? Ha! Huh? lasts a long time, banging up,
2: banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's <laughs> Pete
0: Alonzo at the All yes. at the Home Run Derp. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: bingo, Hockey, b- her, population, you dude, hell yeah. From his humble abode, I believe, in Idaho, a man who coached football for 35 years, was my head coach at the Indianapolis Colts, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Chuck
3: Pagano. Let's go!
0: How you doing? Boise, let's go. I'm
3: doing great. How are you guys?
0: Uh, We're fantastic. Can't thank you enough for joining us. I look forward to this conversation every week. Let's get into it. Uh, You had the opportunity to coach the team that had to play against Peyton Manning when he was coming back to Indianapolis to play against the Colts. There was a statue already being constructed of this man outside of the building. There was fans wearing Denver Bronco Manning's jerseys who were Colts fans allegedly, and you had to coach a team with Andrew Luck. I got a chance to be there. Now with Tom going back to New England, obviously it's a different situation with two goats, but that is still a monumental moment. Where is there pressures in that game? Do you know it's a different game like Bill and Tom everybody and Bruce and everybody they know this is different right and you have to even though publicly people will say differently
3: no absolutely are you kidding me 20 years in New England Peyton 14 uh, in Indy they're gonna say all the players speak all the coach talk uh, you know a blinders are on I'm in the moment I've got plenty of time to reminisce you know but this is about this game, this is the biggest game because this is the next game, which is all BS. They can try, they're trying to convince themselves as much as they are uh, Joe Public and Joe Fan. But, you know, Peyton coming back there in 2013, undefeated Broncos team. I mean, everybody said he's done. Well, uh, there's one person, uh, Peyton, that said, no, I'm not done. And I've got something to prove. And I'm going back to Lucas Oil Stadium, going back to the city where I. Spent 14 years where I brought a, a you know a Lombardi Trophy, um, and yeah, there, there's pressure. There's going to be a emo- they're saying there's no emotion. I'm going to block all that shit out. But you know, we when we put that tribute up, you know, Peyton, you know, during warmups, oh, yeah. you know, it's a three four minute tribute, you know, and you're going to try to be stoic, you know, and this that and the other. You can't help but you know, hey, you're going to pat your heart, blow kisses you know fans and all that and and that's a that's a big deal that's a distraction you know that it's hard not to go back and say okay yeah i just spent 14 years here you know leading this organization more wins than anybody else you know through a through a 7 year span um you know and then we you know screw with him even more you know 90 minutes before kickoff you know he walks in there the windows closed the roof shut right <laughs> And next thing you know is, and the windows, the roof starts opening up, and the window opens up, and he's like, he's throwing those passes. He's got that big long neck and that helmet, that size ten helmet yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He's throwing those, and you know we're getting in his head. And he said, "Holy shit!" And he probably thought, "Yeah, maybe Mr. Ursay will open it. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll do me a favor. Nope, no favors, because you know he's got one thing on his mind. Tom's got one thing on his mind. You know, Tom won a Super Bowl last year, right?" Going to another team, first year, you know, this, that, and the other. Was it Belichick, you know, who got Brady in the Hall of Fame? Is it Brady who's going to get Belichick eventually in the Hall of Fame? The GOAT versus the GOAT? You know this is bigger, yeah. Tom, than the Super Bowl. He wants to go in there and kick that man's ass <laughs> just, as, just as much as Belichick wants to beat the shit out of Brady and the Buccaneers. But it's a, as we know, it's a, it's a team deal and all that stuff, and when the ball's kicked off, it'll get down to 60 minutes of football.
0: <laughs> Blinders hey, Chuck, on, play-by-play, we- play, yeah. be where your feet are. As soon as that ball's kicked off. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go
5: ahead, AJ. I love it. Sorry. I love hearing it straight from Chuck, too. I've been hearing it from Pat for so long. <laughs> it feels good to hear it from you, Coach. But uh, you mentioned Belichick. And I've heard, like, we know like it looks like, hey, none of this outside stuff ever – Affects him. He doesn't care about any of it. I I mean, he is a human. Like, how much do you think he's thought about this game? And is it going to change anything? And do you think he can do anything defensively to try to mess with Tom?
3: Well, if anybody can, you know, Bill can. Um, Obviously, Tom knows Bill inside and out, and vice versa. Um, I heard somebody on, you know, TV this morning call him an android, you know. bill bill's a great football coach probably going to go down as the you know greatest of of all time um you know the guy is a human being you know and i think he does maybe do a little fishing you know here and there or maybe go on a date you know with his girlfriend you know but uh you know because all you see is the flat line all business you know you walk in the building you got two signs up do your job ignore the noise You know, and if you can't do either of those two things, you're out, Um, you know. So, yeah, Bill's going to he's going to devise a game plan uh, to try to mess, you know, with Tom. But Tom's seen it all.
0: Hey, yeah, what is some- a
3: line of
0: Hey, Chuck, what is something like that you think he would be able to know because he's at practice with Tom for 14 years? Is it like a pressure that he'll potentially bring? Is it a coverage that they'll disguise? Like, what is something you think that Bill, as this defensive coach and you being a defensive coach, what is something you can learn from watching somebody in practice in every single step of their life? What if- you can just pick apart everything basically that you don't like and put it in? Is that something you can do?
3: Yeah, most certainly. I mean, he knows what his Achilles' heel is better than anybody else, and so he he'll go back and he'll go back through all of his stuff and and a lot of the practice stuff and the people that affected him. And um, he's going to have you know two or three things that he knows um, that can mess with Tom, you know, and whether that's you know a, a pressure, a different personnel pra- uh, package, uh, moving guys around, get that amoeba defense going on third down, get everybody walking around, whatever that is. Bill knows, you know what Tom's kryptonite is. He he's going to know exactly, you know what buttons to try to push, what coverage to play, what fronts to play. Um, but the problem is, you got a Bucks team. It's not just a quarterback, you know. Yeah. And you got a Bucks team that's loaded with with so many talents. You got to decide. Okay, you know he knows Gronk too. But I don't give a damn how well you know Gronk. Who the frick's going to cover him? Who's going to stop him? Yeah. You know. And then you know Godwin and 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 evans and and brown and the runners i mean they're gonna their best their best uh deal against tommy is to keep him on the bench yeah to me is they better get the ball out of max hands short quick pass game hand the ball off chew up the clock win the time of possession don't turn the damn ball over and keep him on the sideline and on the bench where he gets most frustrated
0: yeah, and he was able – they happened last week, but they got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and, I mean, that defense is loaded, but so are the Patriots. Patriots' defense is always going to be good. It's always going to be – I mean, there's a Patriots fan in the building. You know, you know Connor, Chuck, he is going through it right now. I mean, he is in a bad spot, Chuck. It's a it's a tough go. But it, can we stay on the topic of that game? Because you know the coaches at Tampa a lot, like a, very well, as do I. I know a lot of the guys you know even more, obviously, including like Todd Bowles who, who just got – uh, Richard Sherman in the secondary today, which is congrats to him, but I think they all know that this is a big fucking game too, right, for Tom? like, Isn't that something that I think they, they might rally around? Because there's a lot of scars in that coaching staff up in Foxborough. There's a lot of those scars that they've had, they've had up there in Foxborough. Have you heard or got a sense of how they feel toward this, and are they using it as like, hey, this game is going to be a big deal for Tom at all, or are they trying to not talk about that, you think?
3: They're not talking about it. Yeah, it's in there. It's in everybody back of everybody's mind. It's the big elephant in the room, right? It's sitting there. We all know what it is and nobody's talking about it. You just got to again, it's just what's our process. We got to have a great Wednesday today. First and second down. We got to have a great Thursday. Third down, two minute. Friday's red zone, short yards, goal line, and we've got to do our preparation. We've got to put the time in. We've got to work, put the work in. We just won a Super Bowl. We got a great team. We got twenty-two stars back. An unbelievable coaching staff. We just picked up Richard Sherman. Let's focus on the things we need to focus on, and that's our preparation. Yeah. And not all this hoopla, you know, surrounding Tom going back to Foxborough
0: crazy that that is literally i've heard you give that speech a couple of times you know because when noise gets loud outside the job of the coaching staff inside is to be like hey when we're here this is business all this shit outside we got to do this because we want to be the ones in the end that are successful it's crazy to listen to you give that speech right there i just had a little nostalgia that was beautiful go ahead aj
5: chuck I, i'm curious when you're coaching teams like, is it sometimes more difficult, but obviously a better situation. If you're coaching a team that's winning consistently week in and week out to where you're trying to keep them focused and always worried. Pat and I talk about it all the time. When you're winning a lot, coaches usually that I've been around have been real puckered up and really nervous for the letdown. They're always worried that you're going to let this down. We're not going to do this anymore. And teams that I've played on that maybe haven't won as much, sometimes it's a little more like loosey-goosey. Not terrible teams, but just middle of the road. Is is it different coaching a team that is like known to be – a great team and have a good franchise compared to something else?
3: Yeah, that's a, a great question, you know, AJ, and, and it's a dynamic and a balance that you've got to, you know, handle with your team based on the ebbs and flows of the season, winning team, losing team, and just trying to keep uh, motivating those guys um, to avoid, you know, the letdown. You know, you've won two, you've won three, especially if you're going to play an 0-3 team or an own four team or somebody that's one and two. Now all the pressure you you again you couldn't get a uh, a needle out of your ass with a tractor and chain. You know, you're so tight because because the expectations are is we've got the better everything and we're supposed to go win this game. Well, that other team in that other locker room in that other city doesn't believe that and they're dying to get a W and get a win and so that coach, you know, that's talking to that team that that doesn't quite you know, know how to win yet, has lost a couple heartbreakers, they're really, really close, he's inspiring his team, and he's telling them, hey, look, guys, we've got freaking good players here. We've got a quarterback. We've got a defensive line. We've got an offensive line. We've got playmakers, and we're that close. And he's showing them the video evidence, and he's showing them the film and saying, hey, look, if we just do this, this, and this and clean up these few things, all right, we're going to get over the hump. We're going to win this game, all right? We're going to keep getting up. Like Dan said, we're going to keep fighting and biting and doing whatever we have to do. And as long as you don't give in to that and you keep preparing and you keep fighting, you know, I used to say this all the time. Faith is believing in what you can't see. And the reward for believing is that you'll get to see it. So that coach is inspiring his team to just keep Oof. believing, keep trusting the process, keep grinding, keep fighting. And that shit will turn. You know, I used to tell Pat, I'll tell you this. I said, you used to tell him all the time, life is freaking hard. As soon as you figure that shit out, it starts Gets getting a lot easier. easier. Yeah, there it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's a great quote and it's a real thing. And I was going to ask you about the Lions, but I think you just walked us through it. MCDC is a 66-yard field goal away, a fourth and 19 conversion, and a lack of a delay, a game call, and some other plays that probably happened during the game away from beating the fucking Ravens. The Ravens are a great football team, and uh, now the Lions are 0 and 3 or whatever. And I assume that's the messaging. And I- I'm happy
4: you you actually covered that. The boys have. some questions for you coach go ahead ty coach you were on matt Nagy's staff in chicago and this week the national media a lot of people have basically called for him to be fired this week do you think is there anything he can do at this point outside of making the playoffs to keep his job and as a a coach like you know we always hear that you you keep that stuff out but when it going into the season people were talking about him being on the hot seat and now it's you know week four and loud yeah they're already calling for his job like how difficult is that to keep that stuff at bay while you're still trying to prepare to win games?
3: Hey, you know, been there and done that. Went into, you know, a season on the last year of a contract. You know, so, you know, Matt's betting on himself. You know, I bet on myself, you know, and I bet on the, on the players, you know, that we could come together and we could get this thing turned around. You know, now Coach Nagy's taking, you know, obviously a, 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 a ton of criticism right now. Um, mm-hmm. for you know their start of the season what just happened you know in Cleveland what just happened with Justin Fields you know and we know what we signed up for I say it all the time and when you have the title of the head coach you've got to shoulder all that and it's all going to come down on you but by no means does he need to shoulder and take the blame for for all that stuff because we're all getting paid really good money you know as professionals as coaching you know, as coaches, as as players, you know. So uh, maybe he was right about Justin Fields. You know, if we really dove into that tape and dissected that tape and said, okay, look, you know, did he miss a read here or two? You know, did, you know, one of his quick, you know, uh, a three-step throw, you know, he's throwing a slant or a hitch and it landed in the third row of the dog pound. You know, that's not on the head coach. You know, the offensive line, you know, they're struggling this, that, and the other. Okay, they're going to go back they're going to evaluate the tape, but everybody's got to take accountability. You know, everybody, you know, we, we always used to say, I used to always go in and say, that's me. I didn't prepare the football team. That is solely on me. But when we got behind closed doors, Pat, you know this, we would just say it like it is and say, look, I've got to be better. Yeah, I screwed this up. My plan sucked. This, that, and the other. But I will be better. I vow to be better. And players, we have to play better. We can coach better. And we can do a lot of things better. But... One guy shouldn't brunt, uh, you know, the the full full, you know, bear uh, the entire bear, bear bear the whole deal, yeah. you know. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, you, you, you know, Wyoming Wyoming education coming out <laughs> again. West Virginia uh, guys. I, I hate to keep. I <laughs> hate same deal, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, no, um, you know, Coach, he's a fighter. He bet on himself. I know those guys in that building. I know the players in that building. Um, they're going to rally. Uh, they got a home game this week against the Lions. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a tough, tough deal. But, you know, there's only one thing you do. You can't tuck your tail. You know, and I know Coach Nagy's not going to tuck his tail. He's going to he's going to sit there and he's going to keep swinging.
0: Yeah, and they got another game coming, you know. And in the NFL, Robert Mathis said there's no pity parties in the NFL. You know, okay, there's another game coming on the other side of this thing, so we need to get over this as quickly as possible. And Aaron Rodgers doing that sometimes on Tuesdays, people get so mad about, but you'll get your ass exposed again and it'll only grow louder and louder. Did Nagy ever ask you, you know, about some head coaching stuff when you were there? You know, going from head coach to coordinator up there? Was that difficult for you? And did Nagy ever say like, hey, did you have to deal with insert name of some random bullshit that you could have never guessed you would have to deal with now that you're a head coach? Did he ever ask you that, those types of questions or did he kind of have his own thing going?
3: No, yeah. I mean, it's always great. It's, it's like when, you know, I became a, a head coach. It was my first time, you know, college in the NFL. You know, I've been a coordinator, but used to, I used to love to have A guy like B.A., obviously, guy that's been coaching for a million years and has all that knowledge, all that wisdom, been through all these situations, all the circumstances, a guy that you can go in, sit down, shut the door, because when you take a head coaching job, that's a lonely, lonely, lonely job, you know, and you're just you're just kind of on an island most of the time. And so you hope you have some guys in the building, Pat, that you can go in, okay, shut the door and say, okay, the situations, the circumstances you just talked about, you can sit down and talk to that guy about. And and when this happened, what do you think in this situation? You know, whether it's a, a dealing with a player, dealing with the media, uh, the quarterback situation, obviously there, um, all those types of things. And, and to have, you know, Joe Philbin was on my staff uh, there at the end, you know, in I Indy, loved you know, and Joe had been, Joe's the best, love Joey. Doing a great job, O-line coach now uh, for Mike McCarthy over in Dallas. But, Joe, I used to go in all the time and talk to Joe, just like I did VA, and say, hey, look, you know, when this happened, you know, how did you handle this situation? So, you know, that's that's invaluable for a head coach.
5: Chuck, how did you handle your bye weeks when you were the head coach? Did you ever change? Like, did you have a certain routine or rhythm that you would have for your players and also yourself? Did you Were you able to get away from it at all?
3: Yeah, um, you know, win, lose, or draw. You know, you got two days. you got to give the players four week, uh, four days off, excuse me, you know, mandatory Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we always use it kind of as a mini-buy, you know, if you will. You know, come in, clean up what you need to come, uh, clean up, you know, from the previous game. Hopefully you're off to a decent start, you know, and you've got a winning record so you, you can go out on, uh, you know, with some momentum. You've just won the last game. But, yeah, I always wanted to, you know, tell the coaches get the hell out of here go be with your family reset recharge you know that buy maybe would be at you know week seven week eight week nine right in the middle of the season it's a great opportunity for not only the head coach you know myself or the assistants to get away and go spend some quality time with your family yeah you know hit the reset button hit yeah. the recharge button just get the fuck away from it for a minute
0: hey we had an early bye week saved your life right
3: yeah, that was a that was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Thank God. Was... Yeah, so that that year we just hey, we we practiced on Tuesday, I got some blood work on on Tuesday night. On Wednesday we took a team photo if you remember, right? We had to Photoshop the yeah. owner in. Anyway, oh no, it was daughter maybe. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so we practiced on Wednesday, right? Yeah. And then everybody took off, and I went down to IU Simon Cancer Center and. Started getting chemo and shit pumped in my body.
0: I never forget that first day we came back. Ur- the Ursays were in the team meeting room or whatever. And we had heard a little bit of a rumbling. And then these three doctors walk into the room with uh, the with, uh, Ursay. And they tell us the whole story. And everybody's like, holy shit. Like, we were literally just with this guy. Just we, you know like, immediately, he got in there and the whole thing. And then you inspired a movement with Chuck Strong that has raised millions and millions and millions of dollars. So you're the fucking best, dude. We can't thank you enough. Last question coming from the Patriot fan, Boston Connor.
2: Yeah, the only thing that will help me right now, Chuck, is talking about the 0-3 Colts. Uh, If you have a quarterback uh, like Carson Wentz and he possibly has three sprained ankles, how do you tell a guy like, hey, you can't play this week? And how do you go about even trying to tell him you got to change the way you play?
3: No, those are the... Tough, critical conversations, you know, as a head football coach that you got to have, you know, decisions and conversations, you know, with, you know, Carson, you know, we all saw what happened, you know, and he's a tough guy. It's well documented how he plays this game. You know, Pat, I think you called him a maniac out on the football field, you know, but you can't as the quarterback, you can't play the game like A.J. Hawk played linebacker. You just can't do it. We had to tell, I learned a hard lesson with Andrew early on because there's a fine line there because those playmakers, those talented, talented football players like Andrew, like Carson, you know, you're saying, hey, get down, know when to say when, throw the damn ball away. And then every now and then he's got a dude, Dunlap, draped all over his back at home against Cincinnati in the playoffs and he throws a (laughs) touchdown pass to Moncrief, right? It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, yay, Andrew, nice job. Yeah, we celebrate. All that stuff. You know, you celebrate. So you watch his body work. You see if he practiced Wednesday. I don't think he practiced Wednesday. Maybe he moved around a little bit Thursday. Friday, he's looking a little bit better. You know, Saturday's a walkthrough, so you don't know. You get to Sunday, and the kid says, I, I can go, I can go, I can go. But then that's where the head coach deal comes in and says, well, okay, at 70%, 80%, he's still our best option. But you might have to just say, hey, no, we're not going to risk further injury. Prolong this thing another two, three, four weeks, you know, and we got to sit you down. This is the best thing. Again, the whole, every decision we made, Pat, you know, this in, in Indy was what was best for the team and what gave us the best chance to win. So, Every now and then, Connor, you're going to have to go to a kid as much as he wants to play and die in a and Everybody wants him to play and say, "Hey, no, you know, you're, you physically can't get this thing done, and I don't want to subject you to further injury."
0: Ah, that's a tough convo, I assume, with some people, and uh, it's a big boy conversation that has to happen. Just like we get to have every single Wednesday with this legend of a man, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Us Up Chuck Wednesday has come to an end. Sadly, I enjoy talking to you every single time, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Chuck Pagana. Thank you,
1: Coach. Hey, Coach. Chuck. <laughs>
0: Right. Now it's hour two, and yeah, hour yeah. two shows not only the beautiful faces of the Toxic Table at Ty Schmidt and at Boston Connor, who is, you know, going through some stuff right now with the whole New England Patriots hosting Tom Brady for the first time since he's become a Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football, and the whole world's going to be watching, and now stories are coming out about Bill Belichick potentially being an asshole. So, yeah. long week for our guy mm-hmm. at Boston Connor at Toxic yep. Table, but he will power through at Tone Diggs, the COVID Cowboy, and also host of the... Uh, you know, incredibly successful gambling show, Hammer Done, uh which airs 15 minutes after this show ends every single day at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Done. That's D-A-H-N tone. Um, what is it like to watch Boston Connor kind of go through this whole thing? I, I've noticed you have been awfully quiet. You sang with us because anytime hello comes in, you have to. Hello from the other side. I mean, you have to Addison. do that. But you aren't doing it, I think, I think you were doing it for Adele as opposed to against Connor, which maybe some others in the office was doing. And why is that, you think?
6: Well, and I'll definitely do it here when I'm sitting in this seat because, you know, that's who I am. Yeah. That's, that's who I strive to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but out there, <laughs> exactly. that out there, you know, I know I kind of know what he's going through. I mean, and nice, Well, <laughs> I'm not on his side anymore.
0: Wow, just like that.
2: Just hey, like that, It that's that how you're the, on
6: my side in here, not out there,
0: Tony. You know that. Hey, the only, oh, so you're already a little bit jaded because oh, out there yeah. he was acting like he was on your
2: side. Not to mention I got ransacked by Nick and him about running Brady out of town. It's week
6: three, they're running Big Ben out of town, but I won't
2: comment oh. on that. Oh. Oh.
6: Difference though, uh, Ben's career is over and Tom still has five years left to play and win the Super Bowl. Well, Super Bowl. so I think saying that about Ben We would never would win be Super putting Bowl
0: him down <laughs> a little bit because you know it's <laughs> hard. Realistic or being realistic. Okay, yeah, reality here. Not not uh, have you
6: watched the guy? What? yeah, we what, know what we can see. We have eyes. What? We would never run a Super Bowl winning quarterback out of town.
0: What? What are you guys saying? You guys saying Ben's done.
6: Sorry, you guys saying life.
0: Ben stinks? Say it. Ben stinks. You guys are saying Ben Not Roethlisberger stinks at football in Pittsburgh? You know that
6: Seven is my Lord and Savior, and I will never say that. Well,
0: you actually denounced Seven because of and his Lord, finding of his some, Lord and Savior. There have
6: been some struggles. That's what we'll say.
0: And they are indicating. People are,
6: around him are letting him down. Who are yeah. the people around him? Just everyone.
0: And because of that, you think his time has come to an end here? Potentially. Wow. Potentially. Got, what's going to happen the rest of the season? Are you guys just mailing will, it in? Throw no. your terrible towel into the ring, I dome? will support
6: him every single day of the week.
0: Uh, my
1: You're calling
0: Pell- for Matt Corral and
2: Aaron Rodgers in the past two days, Tony. Well, you?
6: if you knew anything about football, those players cannot be on the team this year. Matt Corral's in college, and you have to draft him at the season. Uh-oh, Aaron okay. Rodgers is under know. contract with Green Bay Packers. They're not trading him this season. <laughs> yeah. So he can't be on the Steelers this year. So, no, that makes no sense for this year. Well, I mean.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> you don't hear us calling for Mason Rudolph. <laughs> no, no, you do
0: not. Or do we ask? anybody that is actually on <laughs> the team you don't hear Pittsburgh calling for? sure. Anyways, with that being said, joining us now is a man who is uh, very good friends with a guy who a lot of Pittsburgh, just after yesterday, started calling to be the next Steeler quarterback, uh, starting next year, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk.
1: A.J.
2: You
0: guys don't own
4: any other shirts.
0: (laughs) How many did you buy?
4: What?
5: You have two shirts in your closet. (laughs) What? It's coach Up Chuck Wednesday. I'm sure he's a. <laughs> oh, nice t oh, yeah. I actually him. Oh, so this is your
0: Chuck, Chuck, huh? My I Chuck wear is Coach Chuck. Chuck Pagano, Chuck Strong. You know the guy that beat leukemia and then has raised millions and and millions. millions alongside the Chuck Strong <laughs> Foundation. Your Chuck is that Chuck, huh? That's why whenever you hear Coach's Up Chuck, yeah. you can't help but just go grab your Chuck Berry T-shirt. Is this going to be every single week on Wednesday? Got
5: it, people. No, I don't think so. I mean, today I figured, you know, Chuck Pagano, Chuck Berry, maybe they're long-lost Italian friends. We don't know. I'm (laughs) sure Chuck Pagano's a big (laughs) fan of Chuck Berry.
0: All right. All right, that is not why you're you're not a fan of Chuck Berry because of anything he did his in music. his music. I'm very group. much a fan. Of no, you, you, are you are not. You
5: <laughs> not. Come on, man. We got to talk about football. Bro. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, get,
0: let's get to football. All the Pittsburgh. It actually led off the morning news and also <laughs> last night on the local news in Pittsburgh was that Aaron Rodgers said nice things about Pittsburgh uh, and he knows a lot about Pittsburgh, especially because Big Mike McCarthy, Yinzer head coach for the Dallas Cowboys now, who used to be the play caller and the head Coach for the Green Bay Packers, who actually had to make calls through Aaron Rodgers' helmet with his Yinzer accent. That is awesome to think about Aaron having to learn that and being like, What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Hey, I'll clear it up a little bit. Sorry. Dice right. Like listening to a Yinzer <laughs> through a muffled thing. That is a hilarious personal relationship, I assume, with that accent. Uh, but him saying good things about Pittsburgh had everybody in Pittsburgh saying, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. The news did it. Everything did it. Your thoughts on that reaction? And if you're Aaron Rodgers, how do you feel about that today? I'm sure Aaron,
5: yeah, he... He has no issue with it, but if you think about it, when you ask him about any NFL city, do you think he's going to trash any team? I'll tell you him? what, Detroit—that place. What if he
0: did? What if he did just come out and cut a promo on? This we'll city? go.
5: Hey, next time, next Tuesday, we'll ask him every single NFL team. We'll just somehow casually bring it up throughout the combo.
0: Oh, we'll get it. We'll become local news legends. Oh, they'll have that every single week. <laughs> Is Aaron coming to Detroit next year? Oh. Does the lo- local news spell your name right? Yeah. How about that? What do we think about it? So there's a. Uh, first take this by the way very thankful and appreciative of the opportunity for some of our content that was created here mostly from a guy that's friends with that guy in a conversation we are very lucky to have I love that it has become a uh, a plus to the sports media world. Okay, we have added to the sports media world. I think anybody that's in the sports media world, especially on a daily basis, we understand that you know sometimes there's some there's a lack of shit to talk about. Yeah. So like I'm very I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that we are in that game now. You know, it's very cool. Aaron is very nice with his time. We've obviously got in there with other stuff and, and stuff like that, but it's awesome. AJ broke news on here and then broke news the same news on like four different outlets yep. or whatever the case is. So my first take this morning, spelling my name completely wrong. That had to be on purpose, right? That had to be on purpose.
5: There's no way that wasn't. You think, AJ? I mean, I, okay, I understand if you are putting something together. And you're like, Okay, let me make. Phonetic. I'm not exactly sure how he spells McAfee. The names on the so, screen two times. He's been on before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All you do is open your eyes and look at anything. That's yeah, right and above you your head. It instantly.
0: Yeah, it's right above your head there. And then uh, normally it's probably right down on the bottom left. So it's got to
5: be on purpose, right? Has to be, yeah. Has Mm -hmm. to be. I don't know, though. I don't know. Sometimes things will surprise you. They They spelled
0: my name wrong my first Thursday night football game. You remember that on on the logo? Uh, Yeah,
4: Yeah, your (laughs) nameplate.
0: M-C-C-A-F-E, maybe? Or M-C-A-F-F-E. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was awesome. Very nice. And they have to be just trolling with us, but I'm obviously – gonna to have to address that you know and that did go on the twitter and then we had people coming after us for misspelling words and both yinzer uh language and actual words being spelled wrong on tweets it's like yeah we we don't claim to be the smartest humans on Earth, though. Nope. You're not
5: misspelling people's names, and well, you're giving them credit if you if you play their stuff.
0: Well, then also we do give credit, and obviously we appreciate them giving us credit. And they ask, and there's an entire, I mean, there's an entire thing to that. I mean, that is an entire thing. We got copyright strikes right now on our YouTube channel because people ran our interview on their show, <laughs> and then they sent us a copyright strike, two of them. That's happening right now. I so, mean, you can
5: appeal that or whatever somehow. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah but one's
0: it. up in mm-hmm. flux or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the one is for for two weeks. It's been up in flux. Th- these people asked us to use the conversation, we say, absolutely, thank you for even asking, this is very nice of you, whatever, do the thing. Yeah. And then we get a copyright strike from them on the original show that they took it from We we ask YouTube, we're like, hey, what the fuck? Is there any way we can... Pre-? We actually do not have the technology right now to be able to tell when a clip was run first and everything like that. <laughs> like, so is this just going to continue to happen? How do we stop this thing from happening? But anyways, the behind the scenes is an entire thing. Spelling of a name wrong, all good. I understand it's probably going to happen. Kind of fucked up, but you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And, but we, we, and what I was saying is... Like we don't act like we're smart. Like that is not like ESPN projects themselves Mm -hmm. as the you know the smartest people on earth. Can't even spell my fucking name. It's It's not smart.
5: That's not like showing intelligence. Getting someone's name right. Copying, looking at a picture and just transcribing exactly what. Okay, M C A F. Okay, here we go. Well, that's a form of intelligence, right? Has to be. It's a form of awareness, I would say.
0: Common sense. Oh, so you're saying awareness would go into the street smarts bucket as opposed to the intelligence yeah. Oh, yeah. bucket.
5: Awareness is definitely part of like street smarts, I believe. just figure you can If you have awareness, just figure it out. I tell my kids all the time, hey, don't keep peppering us with questions on how to do something. Just figure it out and then come back to me.
0: Big figure it out person. Love. I love. I think, by the way, that might be the biggest street smart thing of all time. Just figure it out. Okay? And by the way, whenever we're done, we'll probably look back on it and say, you know, could have probably done this like 17 different ways that would have been more efficient and smarter, but... We did it this way, and we got it fucking done. So that, mm-hmm. that's just how it's going to be. It's so how you I, learn. But I feel like the intelligence of just looking at I think that is an intelligence thing. I, I do believe that is an yeah, intelligence Yeah, for
4: sure. Thing. Also, places like ESPN and these like big networks, they have like 75 people to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't go to air. We just have Z. Like that's, the, that's the old, you know, so it's kind of like a. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
5: Anyways,
0: I love Stephen A. Smith. First Take has become the Stephen A. Show. Yeah, That's exactly what it's become.
5: How has Tebow been on his first couple weeks?
0: Other than the people burying him with signs right over his fucking shoulder. (laughs) I mean, there's been some disparaging remarks about Tim Tebow on big white posters with black markers that are definitely legible by the camera right over his shoulder. I like it. If that's going to become like a a wrestling like college game day like environment every week, I'll look forward to that even more. I think the conversations have gone well, though. Tim's a pretty good debater. You know what I mean? He's actually a pretty good debater, I think, because he's firm in his beliefs. Hey,
5: firm. You're right. You're right. He's had, he's, and I'm sure he's had people pushing back and questioning his beliefs and everything that he does his whole life. So, yeah, he's, he's used to that format. He does seem to be very comfortable on TV now. People like you. Like me. What do you mean? Question his curious, beliefs. Curious. Curious people. I'm sorry. Hey, I,
0: there ain't nothing better than when I have some time. Okay. Normally, I'm in a rush. Uh, because I never prepare for anything and I'm always just kind of, you know, trying to be here now like Ram Doss said. That's right. You know, and I kind of started diving into that I do try to be in the moment as much as possible. you
5: didn't. You don't have the book. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, He's reading it when he came into the office.
0: Remember, 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 dude. You don't even know what the fuck it is, please. But (laughs) normally, I, I think one drawback of somebody that is in the moment may be too much. Okay, and there's probably a fine balance and I probably abuse it, is you have a lack of necessarily being able to prepare for the future, which normally leads to me rushing to almost everything that I do. Okay, it is, but if I have some time on a street and there's one of those Jesus saved you guys with a thing, I mean, I have time and I do have some questions, you know, and I am curious. And every time I get good answers and there normally just starts like a little bit of a show and then I walk away and I think I actually help that guy out more, uh, then he would probably give me credit at the beginning of me interrupting him. But those, inter- those conversations, I bet you Tim loves those conversations. The FCA guy, Eric, where, for the Indianapolis Colts, the night before every game, he and I had full conversations. I, I do enjoy those questions because whenever you're talking about, like, you know, how the world was created and what's going to happen in the future and all these sorts, there's a lot of questions to be had. And if you're Tim Tebow, people are looking at you as potentially Jesus reincarnated as a football player in the SEC. Like, that is what people think. He's probably had to – I mean, he's probably had to answer Uh a lot of questions. A lot. And I think that does make him probably better on television. I think it actually does. He's good at it.
5: Don't you feel like, Tim, like he'll always have, like – some kind of sports show He'll be doing some kind of like Analysis as a sports commentator But I feel like he's on the path Of like the Jesse Palmer Michael Strahan Where he's going to get into Those morning shows And do stuff that's Not just sports Jesse Palmer New host of The Bachelor Congratulations Oh yeah Hey that's first That's one of the first guys I've been around where I was
0: like Oh this is like a uh, Pretty guy You know like this guy's, like, pretty, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty impressive that this he's guy. big,
5: a big, tall, handsome dude, big, right? Yeah, he's a pretty son of
0: a bitch right here. Yeah, right? good luck. He's yeah. going
4: to ruin the franchise, but good luck. What? Oh, come on. What, dude? Yeah. Why? I mean, I, because he can't fucking hold Chris Harrison's jock. That's oh. what they've been searching for ever oh, since
0: they Harrison. Isn't Chris Harrison? He, had, he got run out of time, didn't
4: didn't Ocho have talk to about me? Fucking. Ocho Stunk, yeah. he wasn't a fan of the show. Really? I didn't think so. Empathy. Ty loves the show. Ty. You do have to be a
5: fan. I feel like it's like wrestling. I feel like you have to. You be can't a legit do fan those
4: too. types of shows with, and just like pluck someone from the outside and just, like. But he, Jesse's been in there. He's he was on, on the there, Bachelor, but it was a long time ago. I think he was still like the third string quarterback for the Giants when he. Guess what? It, it didn't work. The love didn't last. He like, threw her to the side right away. Are you Whoa. kidding me? Yeah, exactly. It's a
6: one big fugace. I agree, though. Ocho did seem like he was self handicapping. Uh,
0: because he had never done it He never watched the show before That's yeah. what you guys yeah, are saying
4: Yeah kind of But I, I mean that's not that big of a deal Because we all do it We all self-handicap So it's not like what, what do you mean exactly? What do you mean? What do you what mean he, self-handicap? What they,
0: what they mean is these guys are the biggest fucking assholes on earth. <laughs> I want to know what that means, though. I honestly don't know. So, Emmanuel Acho did this entire piece about somebody saying that they didn't train or do say Sandbagging is potentially also self-handicapping, and then he went into this entire thing about how we all do it, how we go into a test, we say, I didn't even study, you know? So, you're kind of setting the standard or the expectations lower for yourself and for everybody to go into something, and I forget, that's basically what it was, but you guys are only bringing this up because the boys here's brains were too small for that conversation that Emmanuel Ochoa was <laughs> having. Isn't no, that right?
5: No, I agreed with him. I was like, oh, shit, I, I do self-handicap. We do all do it. It was a great point. I mean, it's, it's true. It's like Aaron said, the fear of failure. A lot of times people will to, to protect their feelings. They'll say, oh, I didn't try as hard as I could have.
0: This office is a problem. All right, and you
5: don't help. The big big wet butts come up again? No, not the big wet butts,
0: but uh, self-handicapping behavior refers to the process whereby a person creates or chooses obstacles to behavior or a performance setting for the purpose of protecting Mm self-esteem in an esteem-threatening situation. A person may choose a task so easy that success is meaningless or so difficult that success is unlikely. Okay, and we were introduced to that word. Via Manuel Acho breaking down somebody. I, I don't remember who it was. Nah, I couldn't tell you. But it might have been the <laughs> smartest thing I've ever heard a human say in sports uh, media. And I was like, holy shit. And then it has become a, a pretty regular thing when LeBron. it happens. Yeah, it gets thrown out a lot.
5: Yeah, it was it about was. LeBron. Yeah, just saying he
0: won't be
2: 100% last year.
5: Yeah. So
0: self handicapping.
2: I mean, Diggs probably. has
5: been doing this his entire life. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Diggs is a master self handicapper. Right? Oh,
5: yeah. Shout out. Isn't I, Diggs is former down, favorite but. quarterback. Used to do this a lot, right? Former favorite quarterback. Peterman? Oh big band. Tommy Maddox. <laughs> you know going into games like a, you know going into games wearing a boot for three hours before the game and stuff like that. Uh, i don't
6: know uh, if severely injured is a self-handicap well, didn't injure himself yeah
0: severely injured was always fascinating depending upon who it is you know and Boy, it did feel lie. like ben roethlisberger was hurt a lot of the times and he plays his best football whenever yeah. he's hurt but injuries are a little bit different but i guess showing up in a boot is letting everybody know like hey you know, I I do have a pretty banged up ankle, even though I need this thing to walk. And they're going to shoot me up with a bunch of things so I don't feel any pain. But this is needed. And then you got guys like Carson Wentz who just show up with with two sprained ankles wearing jeans and boots. And then oh, yeah. when he should be wearing that. Is that him? Is that really him? That's what he should be showing up to the game. Like, if we really want to protect this thing before we get the cast of tape around both the two sprains ankles. I would like him to permanently be walking around like this. He does not. He shows up in boots and jeans and just says, I'll fucking sprain
5: both of my knees today,
0: too, if I have if to. If he comes out next week with that, span it up. <laughs> yes.
5: Good news, though. Put some cleats on the boots. Smart.
0: <laughs> the NFL is going to have to okay those, but I think they got a pretty quick turnaround on that particular fit. Good news.
6: Uh, Mike Chappell tweeted, Wentz on sprained ankles. It's the right one. So it might be down to one sprained ankle.
0: Okay, so the low ankle sprain on the left is no longer a sprained ankle. It is downgraded just to a bruise probably because that thing is probably black and blue still and swollen over there. And then the high ankle sprain on the right, still very sprained. Uh
3: Or does he have two on the right?
0: Could have two on the right. He could have a low and a high on the right. And what if he had three sprains? <laughs> what if we were misreporting this entire thing and we find out that he actually had both a high and a low ankle sprain on his right ankle and only a low ankle sprain on his left ankle? This man had three sprains <laughs> so two chains but I got me a few on he literally two springs but he had him a few on (laughs) and if that is the case that will be absolutely absurd and what I did learn from doing some research about us, nobody cares about Carson Wentz on the internet we talk about Carson Wentz, no views on the videos
5: really what? i think no. some of our best
0: work to be honest with you and nobody cares
5: the why, why do you didn't... think that is i feel like he was last year people cared about his whole situation going on
0: i don't know is it because it's indiana indianapolis he, and everybody's 0 and
5: three probably when someone's doing three i think everyone already writes them all
0: yeah and i think people have because a stack got sent in and zito you can pull this up although i don't necessarily love it uh ty, <laughs> ty sent, a, sent a tweet in i did exclamation point it right before we went live uh Carson's like three eleven and one or something in his last uh, fifteen games or something like that, and the the interceptions and touchdowns do not bode well. Yeah, oh, Carson went since the start of last season via at NFL on CBS, which you can find on Paramount Plus. That's right. We just learned today, uh, his record three eleven and one touchdowns, nineteen of them, turnovers twenty one, Jesus. fumbles obviously included in that, sacks taken fifty eight, most in the NFL. That's his last. 15 games, and I'll tell you what, we're paying him $21 million this year, $28 million next year. He's got two sprained ankles already when everybody questioned whether or not he could play an entire season, and he's still out there chugging along. Old Carson ain't going to quit. Old Carson only knows one way. They're going to have to kill him before he comes off that field this year, and that might be to the detriment of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And we got into a full conversation before the air— how does Jacob Eason feel about this entire thing? How's How's Brett Hundley feel about this entire thing? They're rolling a guy out there who potentially has four sprained ankles, who can't run with two two casts on before them, and that's because when Carson's healthy, he's good. But it doesn't feel like he's ever going to be healthy
5: over there, AJ. You're like he, it's it's his detriment, like his style of play because he is so reckless, and he is. It's a great thing; it's a compliment, like of how physically he is he's not scared ever. It seems like, and you would just like him to back it down a little bit so you can stay on the field because there's big dudes out there hitting you a lot.
0: Not just me. I, I think there's a lot of people who, who feel that way. And I think Philadelphia probably felt this way. I assume mm-hmm. Philadelphia felt this way. Anytime you talk to an Eagles fan about Carson, I was like, yeah, just wait. It was almost like a just wait situation in the offices. <laughs> really? Just wait. Just wait. And then that first game, Now, granted, we lost to the Seattle Seahawks, and Mm -hmm. they have not won since then, actually. So that is a little bit of a shame, so I'm not 100% sure. But there was an atmosphere in Lucasola Stadium. It was buzzing. And I, I just, whenever he was playing, it was very obvious that, he did not understand that he could potentially get injured. You know, like it it, it didn't even register, I don't think. And to your point, what you just said, we've said all along, like that is a compliment that that is how his brain is. Like, hey, just like Andrew Luck, I feel he'd never told me this, but it just felt like from watching him as a teammate front row seat for a lot of his early career there, it felt like Andrew thought he was disrespecting football, if he didn't go all out on every single play, like I, this is not how football is played. Like, what do we do? What are we even doing? This is, I've been playing this since I was a kid. This is how football is played or whatever. And then once you get in the NFL, it's a business where it's like, yeah, that is how the game was played, was played maybe. But now that you're like, you know, $100 million, and there's lives that depend upon you that are right here. It's our lives, too, that depend on your coaches and everything. We need you to be around a little bit. He had that view the entire time, I think, so I think it was very difficult for him to change, or or. and I don't think he didn't want to change. I think he understood that him healthy is better for anything, but I, I don't think he could because of how football— I think the same thing for Carson. Like, I think Carson is just like, every play is a do or die. We're going to win the game on this play right here. We need 18 yards— I'm going to try to get 19 on this fucking play right here. I am not even thinking about just taking a loss, throwing it away, maybe doing a check down. No, no, no. This is supposed to be a home run play because it's a play in football is how Carson basically views it. And it's absurd. I don't know how he's going to survive. I don't know what's going to happen with the guy.
5: I mean, I respect it. No matter how he plays on the field, whatever happens, like – I still respect a guy that's not scared to play through a lot of pain. Not just a little pain. Like, he's not scared. He wants to be on the field. Andrew Luck, the same way. I always yes. will respect those guys that aren't going to be like, ah, nah, just, nah, it doesn't feel right. Guess I'm not going to go today, guys. And, like, pass their hand. i like, I can't handle
0: that. Well, and that's what you were referring to with the boot and everything that potentially happens. And uh, did you see the – I appreciate you, Connor, throwing me this. Uh, Let's
6: Strong side! Left side! Strong side!
5: Rest in peace, Gary. Rest in peace, Gary Bertier. Bertier.
0: Anyways, there was a video of um, Sonny Michelle, I believe, now the running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Stafford was in shotgun. And for whatever reason, they all blocked down to the left. Uh, the offense line blocked down to the left. And there was just a corner clean. In Matthew Stafford's face. And Sonny Michel was set to the left to block to where the offensive line was. So this corner literally had a straight shot at Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford stood there. Could have never seen Sonny Michel, who dove over, had an incredible cut block that flipped him. He was ready to throw that thing and just get... Obliterated right in the middle of the chest. Like just he was standing in there just wide open. And Sonny Michelle came over late and flipped him and he was still in front of his face. But just like the thought of Matthew Stafford standing there, not even thinking about moving or anything like that, just like, nah, fuck it. If I die, I die. Yeah. That like there's a couple guys in the league that are like that. You know, like there were guys Matthew Stafford who like had a broken neck or like something with his neck oh, and his yeah. back and everything like that. He's still out there playing. So I respect the toughness. Of all of these people, but as a fan of the Colts, it's like, yo, just don't sprain your ankle three times. Your, your ankles three times in one play. Like, let's just try to live and see another day. Because I think we're going potentially. I mean, we're owing three. We we got Jacoby percent with the Dolphins this weekend. Ooh. Then we got the Ravens. I think the oh, next week. Oh no. And then the Texans after that. Okay, here we go.
4: Okay, oh. Tyrod back though. But it's
0: Tyrod Taylor's hamstring cured by then. Shits. probably yeah probably so I'm just saying we gotta get some we gotta win some games
5: you know old you better t- win sp- right now yeah that doesn't sound good when you're 0-3 staring that down
0: yeah that's what I'm saying because everybody in the building knows too like hey we gotta get a win here gotta get a win here because even when you're looking at the schedule it's like that's gonna be a tough one I think that's Monday night in Baltimore I think that that Ravens-Colts game is a Monday night in Baltimore. Like, okay, that's going to be a big-time game, obviously. There's still a lot of games left. There's 14 games left. But, man, if you don't start correcting some things, that early snowball effect can really fucking get you. There's a lot of other teams that have that. Have you had any thoughts? Before we get to this break, we have to, because we got Chuck coming. Have you thought about Sunday night football, Tom Brady and Belichick at all? And have you heard any of these quotes from this book that's coming out from Seth Wickersham saying it's better to be feared or whatever? Have you heard about any of this? It's insane what's going down on Sunday
5: night. I've only heard a, a real little bit about the book coming out in the quotes. I'm sure they've, they've been leaking out. But yeah, I've been watching and paying attention to all of this. I, I, um,. Ted Johnson, who used to play for the, the Patriots, I heard him talk about how they were both super competitive and they both really care about, like, he said, like, you think Belichick doesn't care? He absolutely cares about this and wants to win more than anything. But he said, but I think Tom's going to go in there and definitely mop him up.
0: Yeah. And not just Tom, by the way, there's Gronk, too, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Richard Sherman just got signed to the Bucks. Congrats to him. Whatever he was yeah. battling. Seems like he's on the other side of it. Okay. That's good news. He's back in the game. Uh, But there's a lot of vets that have a lot of scars that have come from losses in Foxborough, you know? There's a lot of vets on that team, in the coaching staff and on the team, that are like, you know, this is normally a miserable trip, but let's go to fucking war for our guy here because this is going to be a conversation piece for the next 20, 30 years everywhere. And let's go ahead and go to work. I can't wait to see it, but it is anxiety riddled for the New England Patriots fans, I believe. And Boston Connor is currently living and dying with it. We appreciate you, pal. So incredibly sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that learning to code might be the easiest way to change your career. That might sound crazy, but I'm being 100% serious. Coding is this word that sounds incredibly difficult, but there is a company now that is ready to teach you how to code in a beautiful, efficient manner, and that can change your career, your trajectory forever. And that's when you learn with Codecademy. Codecademy is the best way to learn code online. They not only teach you the job, ready coping skills, but also help you build unique projects for your portfolio, earn certificates, and even prep for technical interviews. You can get qualified for in-demand jobs in as little as two months. Learn at your own pace and at your own level. Choose what to learn from building websites to analyzing data and everything else you could want. Learn coding languages like Python, SQL, that's SQL, JavaScript, and more. Not sure where to begin? Codecademy will point you in the right direction. Get instant feedback. Your code is tested as soon as you submit it so you always know if you're on the right track or not. Land your dream job in web development, programming, computer science, data science, and tons more. It is the wave of the future, and you can learn how to code with our friends at Codecademy. Join the millions and millions of people learning to code with Codecademy and see where coding can take you. Change your life. Change your job. Change your future. Learn how to code with our friends at Codecademy and get 15% off your Codecademy Pro membership when you go to codecademy.com and use promo code PAT. That's promo code P-A-T at dot com to get 15% off your Codecademy Pro. The best way to learn code, codecademy.com, promo code PAT. Let's get back to the show. Joining us now is a man that I cannot wait to see Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago Bears legend, Spice Adams. Yeah! yeah! What up, dog? How are you doing, man? You got that new iPhone that has portrait mode on it? It looks like you look. Oh yeah! Do I need to switch that? No, no. You are glowing right now. Are you in the hey, dog?
1: Hey, I'm out here, cuz.
0: Hey, uh, we've been following along. Obviously, you've been just continuing to kill it. You've lost how much weight, though? You are a whole new guy. It seems like on the internet right now.
1: Man, i done lost about a hundred and fifteen. Wow. Yeah, hey, let's go. Because you know, back in uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. And you know your little your little running man you do back in the day? You were doing that with 115 more pounds. Yeah. Jeez. Think about that. You're probably flying around
1: now, I assume. How do you feel like you'd probably get back in the league out there? yeah, man. I I I get humble really quickly, man. I be, I be I be trying, man. I I, I slide by the office a couple of times. Like, hey, Coach Nagy, Ryan Pace, come on, man. You know <laughs> I slide by there every now and again, man. But they they, they ain't gonna sign me, man. Nah, they need
0: to though. Hey, seems like it. <laughs> Hey, can I ask you about your thoughts on the uh, Chicago Bears situation right now? All hell is breaking loose. We have Zito, obviously, a uh, right big Bear, Chicago Bears fan, been around here for a long time. He's a big fan of yours as well. He said, Who cares about going to Arlington Park? All right, that's 12 years from now. Nobody cares about that. The only thing anybody's talking about right now is Is Nagy going to be this coach for a l- the long haul? Is that all anybody's talking about in Chicago, Spice? And how, what's right. your. Yeah. Hey, Pat, look
1: at the sunroof! <laughs> right? oh, oh, sunroof. Yeah. The minivan sunroof, dog! sunroof is back in the Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> I'm still selling that. Hey, do you have a deal with them yet? No, man. We need to make it happen, man. Yeah, I, you're the
0: only guy I pushing minivan. The, the Bears,
1: bro, I really don't want to talk about it. It ain't nothing to talk about. It's been going on for for two years, three years. like. Reach. What, man? Oh, I I, I don't know, Pat. I don't know. I don't know what I'm seeing on the field. I don't know what I'm seeing on the field. All I know is Justin Fields outside of the pocket is nice. Amen. Why can't we run those same plays?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, as a Colts fan, I don't have a great time right now either. We had a quarterback with two sprained ankles playing on Sunday, and I feel like there's a lot of decisions being. Two sprains, dude. Carson Wentz had two sprains. Two
1: sprained how, ankles. How does that even happen?
0: <laughs> he's a little reckless, Spice. Spice, he's a at little. At the
1: same time? Same. It like, yeah. happened at
0: the same time. One play, one man. Two sprained ankles. Yeah, that's that's what, yeah, yeah. That's, wow! Well, yeah, yeah, it's insane. He's a reckless, he's a wild man. So we got a lot to talk about in Indianapolis as well, but it does feel like Chicago is the national conversation piece right now because of Justin Fields. They Now there's people coming out for Nagy saying he did try to move him, he didn't try to move him. Why aren't they doing it, Spice? What's Is it just ineptitude, you think? Why do people make so many mistakes in decision-making in the NFL at the highest level?
1: I don't know, man. I know a lot of times... Some coaches are kind of stubborn. I don't know what Nagy is doing or whatever, but some coaches, you know how it is, man. They just want to they, they run their plays, and that's it. doesn't matter what the personnel is. Like, I remember um, when I was with the 49ers and Coach Nolan came there, we were a 4-3 team. You can't take a 4-3 team and just make them a 3-4 and think you're going to have success overnight. It's going to take some years for that to happen. And uh, I think now – maybe maybe they're being stubborn and they're like okay we're going to run these plays and that's it like we're not going to run no screens we're not going to run any of the stuff that you're used to, we're going to run my stuff, so maybe that's what's going on. I don't
0: know. I wonder why, and it seems like there's been so much success in places, like for instance, Tampa with Tom, allegedly Tom and Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians' offense, Tom Brady's offense, which is obviously also Josh McDaniels and the Patriots' offense, allegedly after the bye week is when they really came together and then they just dominated, and they just lost to the Rams, but I think like Stafford and McVay right now, kind of coming together, running things. You can see how it's a good thing when the coordinator the head coach and the quarterback are on the same page. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it, Spice. Why I don't know why everybody doesn't
1: do it. I don't know. Stuff that makes the most sense. People never really do. I don't I don't get it, man. But Arlington Heights, huh? That's yeah. exciting.
0: Yeah, where's that at? That's like an hour out? You- <laughs>
1: That's like 15 minutes away from me, man. Like, let's do it. Let's, let's do it
0: today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> allegedly now, they'll be able to. Did you see SoFi Stadium? What were your thoughts on that? Because that is obviously Chicago is going to have to build a new stadium. These stadiums, $8 billion spice over there. I think they have all the 8K cameras on earth already just in there in that place. That place is absurd. And that's what the Chicago Bears get to look at, you know?
1: I, I could loan them $300 straight cash right now, like, to start it up. Yeah. Right now. Straight cash. Straight cash. <laughs> Dude, you that stadium s- is dumb. Yeah. It is dumb, man. I thought, you know, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium was, like, the greatest thing ever. That sofa is unreal.
0: You played That's- nine years in the NFL, Spice? Was it nine years? Nine, yep. Favorite place to play other than the places that were your home? Stadium, you get it.
1: Uh I liked I like Dallas. I liked uh Kansas City. Kansas City was crazy. You know, they they do the Star Spangled Banner instead of saying home of the brave. This is my first time. So I was just like, man, there's no way that this stadium is that loud. You can't even you can't even hear your own thoughts. Like you're thinking things, and you're like, damn, what did I just say? Yeah. Dude, they, instead of saying home of the brave, it's like home, home, home of the
0: cheese. Cheese. Yeah, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh,
1: whoa, whoa, That joint is crazy. I love playing there, man. It's it's nice. Yeah. I like that. I, I just like the atmosphere, not so much like the stadium. But as far as stadiums is concerned, Dallas was the top that I ever saw. Do you remember walking
0: into that place and they had like go-go dancers in, in a cage up on the on yeah, the you
1: ceiling? You talking about the distraction? You walking right out of your locker room and you're like, damn! Like you walk straight to a club. And like, <laughs> there's a playing that, that new boozy.
0: <laughs> there's people holding. <laughs> there's people holding alcohol. Like literally, as you're walking. And it's like 100 people, and it is like club music, and you're walking out to get warmed up. Like, this is before warm-ups. You're walking out, and there's, like, people yeah. just getting after it. It's like, oh, this place is different. Then the suites right on the field, right behind, and how big it was. The adjust, what Chicago, I mean, Chicago has a lot of blueprints, or Arlington now, I guess, has a lot of br- uh, blueprints they can look at for what a good stadium is. It's going to be expensive, though, Spice. It's gonna, that 300 bucks ain't going to be enough, pal.
1: <laughs> Man, they got it they got it man all these owners everybody they rich they got they 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 got it man but look i remember we were on the sideline uh and d wade just walked right out of his suite like right onto our sideline i was like dang this is crazy man and they they do that every week yeah
0: dope. jerry runs uh Jerry runs a hell of a business down there, you know what I mean, <laughs> as does the NFL. Have you looked at some of these numbers that have come out from the NFL? As former players, I believe we are more apt to maybe look at those numbers and go, oh, is that right? Especially with everything we had heard through the previous CBA. They just signed $110 billion licensing uh, digital rights or whatever, media rights for the next li- $110 billion that can be negotiated any time. The league is on the up and up right now, Spice, and it's a shame that the Bears aren't really going right now, you know?
1: Oh man! <laughs> Anytime somebody mentioned the bear, I got just got the I, I I just set up a, a cleaning for my teeth, and I'm talking to the dentist, and I'm just like, they're like, hey, what do you think the bear's gonna do? I'm like, man, I just want my teeth clean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my teeth clean. I, I don't want to talk about this, man. God. Hey, look, man. I used to think when I was playing, I was like, man, these former players, man, they always complaining about something. And now I'm I'm the guy complaining. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too, by the way. How about the rules? How about the
1: rules? You hate the rules changes? You hate the way the game changes, Spice? Taunting has to go.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: I don't know who's in charge, but I'm I I'm sure they watch the Pat McAfee show. No. Everybody watches this show. Oh,
0: that's very nice of you, but they so don't.
1: Watching, where's my camera? Right. Oh, I'm holding it.
0: Right here, okay? yeah. <laughs> right here.
1: Taunting needs to go. Bingo. Get it out. Out. I, I don't like we're sick of it. Most, most of the times people are celebrating and they're not talking to anybody in particular. They just getting their self riled up like, yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go. And they throwing the flag as if you're belittling your opponent. Yeah, you're not like you're just like you're having a good time. You're playing a kid's game, getting paid a king's ransom. And they are upset if they want to throw the flag. And you can't even celebrate when you score a touchdown. I want people to pull out the Sharpie out of their socks and sign footballs. I, that is entertaining.
0: I want to let you know, I love the diatribe you just went on. I believe in it 100%. But you stopped looking at the camera in the middle of it. I don't know if the powers that be, you know, because you did want to you did want to lock eyes with them. I don't know if they're going to be able to stay focused because, you know, you started making, you know, you started looking off. They might think you don't really believe. You know what I mean? That's. I got, I, I got too excited, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. And by the way, you can't do that in the NFL right now. Can't get too excited in the NFL. And that's what we're talking right. about. Absolutely. They're going to throw a flag on that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Can't get excited. Can't have emotions in an emotional sport. It's unbelievable. I think they're backing off of it. I think. I'm not 100% sure, but they find players after week two, I think. I haven't heard much. Yeah, they got. Taunting penalties and fined, I think, about it. And a fine? Yeah, I think so. I think there was also a fine. I'm not heard so sure. This week three, we haven't heard anything yet. But, I mean, allegedly, they'll change it to the, what they want and then they'll back off it. But it's all a bunch of bullshit, man. Uh, we have some questions from the boys for you, Spice. How do you feel about it? Oh, let's do it. Hey, we've missed you around here, man.
1: Hey, man anytime dude you know i'm not that far away from you you, you were in were, England you, right
0: you were in England at one point were you not over in england or something where were you
1: don't 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 do that pat <laughs> yeah he was in england don't do that. this guy's an international
0: show oh,
1: come on pat don't, don't do that pat. He, guys, international I always got time for you pat we okay look I got, I got a question for you okay i i i follow you on the on the ground i see all the animals all the dogs you and sam got. When is the babies come okay
0: all right listen that is huh? that has been a topic of conversation for me to potentially have a spawn uh my wife is obviously an absolute angel my body when it was smaller and younger was a fucking asshole so like i don't know if i'm ready you know that's where that is what we are we are going to get into the game and whenever this thing is a piece of shit <laughs> it is everybody's fault okay <laughs> i want everybody to remember that okay i am
1: stop, stop stop practicing Okay. And get in the game. Okay, hey,
0: don't be at the game. Be in the goddamn game. Okay, they don't make statues of anybody that's at the game. They only make statues of people that are in the game. You're hey, right.
1: I just want somebody else to feel miserable with me. Yeah, see, that's what everybody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's man. I'm in the minivan right now. I just dropped the kids off at school, and they're driving me crazy. My dad, look at this, man. I Hold on, let me see. Let me show you this, man. You see my weather check? This <laughs> is all lemonade from 50. <laughs> because my hand is stuck on the weather
6: check,
1: <laughs> I can't pull it up. See, it's everybody
0: like you with the same exact feelings you have uh, about parenthood are the ones telling me, hey, "What do you have, do you have? a kid?" And I love and appreciate the fact that you want more in your tribe. You know what I mean? It, uh, it,
1: it's gonna pay off one day. I just don't know when the day is. <laughs> But one day, I'm going to look back and I'm going to say, wow, that was fun. (laughs) And I hope
0: to have one of those days as well at some point. But you're selling it in a beautiful fashion. Go ahead, Ty.
4: Spice, speaking of the officiating, how frustrating is it when you watch games and you see all these chicken shit uh, roughing the passer penalties? Like, do you think at this point there's anything these guys can do to avoid it? Or is it something where it, it's just gotten to the point where it's like, hey, you're, you're going to get dinged up for something like this when, you know, we all know it shouldn't be called?
1: Oh, my gosh. So... I mean football is basically a series of small car accidents let's call it what it is people are running 15 miles per hour into each other it's a physical sport you can't expect a guy 300 pounds that's wrestling with another 300 pound man getting him him off of him running as fast as he can to kind of just you know, hit the quarterback softly and lay him on a pillow. You can't expect that from a 300 pound man who drives a minivan, who has kids that he has to feed. You can't expect a man to come with all of that power and just press on the brakes like that. Yeah, cut the man some slack. They said, oh, you can't drop all of your weight down on the quarterback. Are you kidding me? what do you expect me to do? You expect me to hit him and somehow be able to put on the brake from somewhere (laughs) and gently lay him down. Like it is, um, they need fat people on the board. (laughs) People got to speak up for us.
0: Uh, I, I appreciate that. You know, I do appreciate that. It's an absurd call. And I think, intent should be something that's looked at there you know like i think the ref should be like okay he at least tried to not bury his entire weight through you know like as opposed to they're calling like well it looked like a little bit too much of his weight was on there it's like it, did he try not to kill the guy because he could have hey. yeah you know what i mean like i think the intent- that's
1: why you need fat people on there so then they can explain like hey look bro if we go in one way it's hard to come like go back another way and then college with the helmet the helmet oh. stuff there's a lot of times you are running full speed and you see a guy duck and so you're going to you're going to get low too and then like they're like oh this guy's out of the game and then you got to sit out the whole half for the next they need to stop that man like sometimes people come through spirit and that and then sometimes it's blatantly like you like you see it You know what I mean? But sometimes you also got to act like you've played the game before. Yeah. Like if somebody goes low, you're going to go low with them. Yeah. And you're trying to get your head out of the way so that we won't get caught. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do? Do I allow this guy to score a touchdown? Because if I try to tackle him, it's going to be, you know, helmet to helmet. and They're going to throw me out the game. So they need to get rid of all of that stuff, man.
0: I think, honestly, Spice – intent should be something that is just viewed. Like, I I think intent should be there. Because if the level changes on a guy and they have to duck naturally, they have to duck. By the way, and you're saying 15 miles an hour, people are getting clocked at like 22 miles an hour now. (laughs) Like, humans are at a fucking insane spot right now. You got 275-pound dudes running four sixes and four sevens and four five. Like, it is absurd how fast it's going. If the intent isn't there to get at somebody, I just don't think, you know, I just... But then now you're... Hey, these refs, spice. Now you're putting uh, intent judgment in these refs' hands, some of which should not be in front of five people, let alone seventy thousand people, making massive fucking decisions, spice. That's a problem in of itself.
1: Yeah, a ref at the Florida State game was eating skittles. <laughs> <laughs> get the call right. You up there eating skittles. Get the call right.
0: Uh, nobody wants to be a ref anymore, and I understand why. <laughs> yeah. But I think you should. They should get tech and help them out. We're talking to Spice Adams, obviously, absolute international superstar. Mm -hmm. Global sensation. Hell
1: yeah. Cut it out.
0: Fucking...
1: By in that, shape. I mean, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was
0: about to compliment your 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 physique right now and how fit you are and how handsome and glowing you are, but you told me to stop, so I can't fucking say it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Spice, when you were in the league,
2: was comedy and acting and that whole thing kind of something you were looking forward to and knew that you were going to get into? Or at what point did you kind of start realizing like, oh, shit, I got something here. I'm going to run with this.
1: I had absolutely no plan at all. And my, my production company is called No Plan Productions. Ooh. Because I absolutely had no plan. This was this was not in the cards at all. Um I didn't I honestly I went back to school to George Washington University and I got my executive master's of business administration. Here we go. And I thought that I was gonna own some type of business or something like that. I was gonna do some franchising and like all this other type of stuff. But then the opportunity presented itself with the Chicago Bears to do a show out here locally called Inside the Bears. I've been doing now for nine seasons. And then you know, ballers came along and did some episodes on Detroiters with Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson, and you know. But my claim to fame was being on the Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah, 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 Spice. We don't want to hear it. I mean, I've I've traded lines with The Rock. Uh, Uh, You know, I've met Kevin Hart and and things. But uh, to be on the Pat McAfee. No, no. Nah, nah, you Let host
0: me, I don't think you host that, a podcast with Shaq. No, no, I think you host a, a podcast with Shaq right now, don't I mean I think you actually host a podcast with Shaq right now. Yeah,
1: I do a podcast with Shaq every week and Nichelle Turner. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Whoa. I know big yeah. deal. <laughs> it's
0: it's
1: it's it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. To be on the night, Nah, 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 yeah, nah, yeah, 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 A da, 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 lot, da. lot of people can't say that.
0: A lot, lot, lot of
1: people not Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, well,
0: hey, listen, we are very lucky that he comes and talks to us. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are very hey, lucky that he comes and talks you, to
1: us. You're getting some stuff that nobody can get, bro.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. It's the dumbest life of all time.
1: You got to way of getting things out of people, bro. No, no, no. It's, it's amazing.
0: No, that's because they're talking to an idiot. They know it. For instance, I have a studio <laughs> that has a full construction hey, going you? on. Right. What's
1: Peyton that? Peyton was right. What'd you say? Peyton was right. Oh, my guy.
0: Peyton's a good guy. An uh,
1: idiot kicker. Yeah, was not, right. that wasn't me. No,
0: no, no, that was not me. Do not link me with that story. No, 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 that's a bad one. That <laughs> yeah, is not a good yeah. one to be. A go ahead, tell. Go
1: ahead, tell.
6: Uh, Spice. I saw a story last week from Brandon Marshall. Uh, said that he had to call Jay Cutler and uh, loan 60k from Jay. You ever get stuck in a situation where you had to call Jay and, and get a bunch of money from? Him? <laughs>
1: No, I, I can't say that I have. And if I did, it probably, I would call Jay. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <that's laughs> and a- you know what? Jay is pretty cool, man. You know, like, uh, Jay, P.O., like, everybody that the media, like, portrays as, like, such, like villains are really the coolest people in the world, dude. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't understand why... Jay gets the rep that he gets or T.O. gets the rep that he gets. These are like great, great dudes, man.
0: Well, not as great as you, dude. I want to let you know that first. Blessing us with your time from your minivan with a sunroof today, Spice. (laughs) You already all follow him on Instagram. The man is a magic maker. He just released a film. Uh, Four-minute film on his Instagram Whoa. of old heads uh, going to get a smoke. Okay. It was scored as if it was a Scorsese flick. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Spice Adams, thank hey, you so
3: much. Hey.
0: Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day to day. Thanks to Chuck, thanks to Spice, thanks to the boys for their efforts, and thanks to all of you. Hashtag in squad. We're continuing to give away free merch. Tweet where you're at, and uh, we'll try to find you. Can't thank you enough for all of this. I'm eternally grateful, eternally and internally grateful uh, for your support and appreciation. Please be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Wednesday night, and we're back tomorrow for a Thursday night football. First game a week four of the NFL season Thursday. We'll see you then.